Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fair Mauvais Jean. This time we are interviewing a crew from Bogota, Colombia called Bulto. So listen up.
we started with this sort of thing. Well, I, I want to go back to the first. Like we met, the, with the, we met the three of us the same night. Like actually, it's in a month, it's going to be five years. We met the same night. I became boyfriend with Luis. <laughs> But after that, we became like a real tripod. Partying from Thursday to Sunday, like real hard partying. <laughs> we were wasted. We enjoyed it every second. We all, we all have this love for electronic music. At, at first, it wasn't that this really hard techno or hard, you know, fast techno. No, it was more like it could be deep. It could be micro house. It could be. But then it, it evolved. Like eventually we, we found our, our place in the party and it, we were a little bit interested in the night scene because we found that it was very weird for us because at the end of the parties, we never felt, I don't know if the word is fulfilled or we, we felt some lack inside of us and, and we felt that we didn't belong. That was something that the three of us share and it's not bullshit. We, we felt that we were missing something or the party was missing something that I don't know. We started, we kept partying and the parties were amazing. We have to say, I mean, to, to party from Thursday to Sunday, we then started partying abroad. So we started, you know, we made it to those places where you, you feel the magic of what is this. We went there and we went to, to those places, really crazy places. And actually something clicked inside of us. And we, we felt, it's, it's a little bit silly to say that we felt that we belong. It felt that we made it home or something, but it was this joy sense that we actually felt and, and, and we felt welcome to those places. And it's not that we try to bring that feeling to our party or try to create something that was going to be the same or similar. No, it was something that again clicked inside of us and we wanted to, to share with the world. <laughs> so I don't know, like, I, we don't know if we knew we could make it happen. It was more like an experiment. So we sat down, I remember that we sat down, the three of us, two years ago, and we started like basically sketching what was going to be and how, how we were going to talk to the audience. How do we want it to have, how did we want to have these parties? So like it took us a full year to basically come up with a concept, with an idea, with arguments, uh, with, you know, like, okay, this is the the base of it all. It wasn't until October last year that we launched Bulto. Had a, had a controversial name. <laughs> Can you tell me how, it, how you would translate it into English? Because I, I did like the little quick Google translate, but I want to hear how you would. Yeah, Bulto means bulge. So yeah, Bulto started with this name. It was confusing for people to, to understand the the direction of the party who were we targeting to because it was like at first male directed you know it was all male or, or male targeted it was uh, the images we used were guys were bulges or were you know a dick print or something the girls they didn't feel offended but they felt left out we said like okay but wait <laughs> we haven't even launched our first party <laughs> let's see how we go Part of, part of that, part of that, um, of, of that name and that concept was, and the idea we told you that we work on for a year, we had everything checked. Like, don't worry, it's like, just wait. In October, we launched a project and it wasn't until February that we threw our first party. And the party, for example, and it's not like bragging or, you know, it's like the, the lineup was built with a DJ, a two local DJs. Well, three local DJs and one of them was a trans girl. So 
we started talking about the the lineup the trans girl was involved it's like okay i'm starting to get in this this is not like for male only um yeah and it sounds like a minimal a minimal thing but it touched people um the first question that we got was like can i go in drag you know like some people some people felt represented just by having that but that her, her name is randy and she's amazing after that it's like okay people started to get what was this party about we started to explain that Volto is not only like a package, <laughs> but it also can be how to say uh, like a burden. A burden, a burden. So there was this part of being in a world that represents outcasts or that celebrate like this techno that celebrate outcasts people. We were outcasts, outcasts ourselves. You know what I mean? It's like when someone is like uh, too annoying or uh, you know, it's like feel uh, excluded. For example, again, and going back a little, we went to all those parties and they were all like very heteronormative and the where they didn't, they didn't, we didn't belong. But, you know, we noticed that all the parties here were run by straight people, like well, real straight people, like the photos were here showing her nipples through the t-shirts in, on Facebook or something. So we knew that there was a problem here. So, and we weren't allowed to be free in those spaces. So, yeah, I will kiss with Luis and I will be, you know, called by the staff and say, look, this is not a gay space, so please don't do that. In a techno party, that was like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> or Alejandro taking his t-shirt off. I remember one guy said or told him, like, this is not your living room, so please <laughs> put on your... <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it, it was a little bit uh, weird for us. So having this space, like, being burdens, being being been too much for for the rest of the people what became for us like our escape and yeah i i think that's how, how we started our first party we we can say now um even our five fifth party uh, we all started in a set club uh well no the first and the second party we threw them on a set club i think when we started bulto we wanted kind of educate the people i would like to say that or we would like to say as bulto here that well, you are from New York, or you have all these other uh, collective that you have, have interviewed here. Say, so, you know, we have these parties uh, before and we wanted to take it from there or something. We never had that here. Like, we never had those type of parties here that's probably new. <laughs> we live in a very Catholic, uh, conservative country. Like, here the morality is in the skies, up in the skies. Like, it's, it's really insane. When we started Bulto and we, again, developed all these concepts and ideas, we wanted to make a statement by throwing the first party in a sex club. Like that, that was for us very important because it was going to immediately set the tone <laughs> for, for what was coming. Not only were the party thrown at a sex club, but it was also the fact that we, were give, uh, we will give condoms at the entrance. Is that totally revolutionary for, for your nightlife over there? Yes, it, yeah, it sounds weird, but that didn't happen before. Like, they, we obviously have sex clubs here, but like the mix of sex club and techno, it, it was non-existent here. Yeah, uh, one of the things we thought was, you know, giving condoms for for the for everyone who will get in that immediately will kind of hint you what are you gonna expect inside, and it was gonna be in a sex club. Uh, I remember the maximum was two hundred. 100 people inside. It was amazing that we didn't have a male-only audience, but we also had like a, a bunch of girls 
who dance in her underwear or in lace and, and it was amazing. Like the response was immediate. Uh, that was the thing of, we knew that people wanted that here, but they, they just needed a push. We, we started as, again with the condoms. We hired an illustrator who made these beautiful boxes and he will make an illustration. So, you know, it wasn't like giving you the condom, but it, but it was more like a, a piece, souvenir. like a souvenir. It became a souvenir for people. They even take photos of them. They collect them and they, they are in different colors. Yeah. Since yeah. <laughs> we also like at some point of the party, we will give popsicles, place them to be very hot. So it's very sweaty. We actually have this, this quote at the end of the, of the event and it's prepared to sweat. So, because we, we have a uh, ventilation, we have uh, air, like some sort of air conditioner, but we, we make it sweaty. And, and this, you're still talking about the one in the sex club, right? Yes. Yes. No, they, we move to a club now, but how, how to say, we make the installment of a kind of a sex, sex club. We have a dark room, for we example, and it has a maze inside for people, uh, for the shy ones. <laughs> and actually that's having those spaces makes us think that and this is like something, you know, it's, it's very trendy, but it's very, it has its, its base here, but we don't allow photos. That's one of the rules we have there uh, because of people's privacy. Instead uh, of having photos taken, we have an illustrator also drawing or illustrating the party. Those, those, I think those are the little details that make a difference and that makes the party so special and so special for people. Like, and it's not like the same illustrator. We we get a new one with each party for everyone to have their own vision of, of how was the party. Do you release those illustrations to the public? Yes, yes, yes of course. CNN in our Instagram profile. It reminds me of like in the courtroom, you know, when they have the televisions not allowed in. They have the same policy of no photos. So, they... so yeah, no, that's like the, the base of it all. We also have like these uh, rules we would like to say that there are more like suggestions because of course we gotta have, you know, certain guidelines, certain things to follow here. We encourage people, like we, we tell them, this is your party. This is not like a, a space given to you for you to have sets or to listen to techno. No, this is yours too. If you see someone next to you who is feeling bad, please hand him uh, or hand they uh, a glass of water or, for example, like our, our, our dance floor is a safe space. If you see some sign of racism, homophobia, transphobia, anything, let us know. And for, we also have this, this, I remember this thing is if it's your first time here, please be respectful <laughs> because we also say that this is not a safari. You know, you have these people, these curious people trying to sneak in and they, they want to feel amazed <laughs> with different eyes uh, uh, compared to the ones that have
did you sell tickets in advance? Did you did you have like a expectation of numbers? Yeah, with our first party, it was more like an experiment for us. Yeah, Alejandro is whispering to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was it was more like an experiment. Like to be honest, Rachel, it was when we started this, we and we say this with pride, we didn't know it was gonna be this huge become a thing here. With our first party, again, we wanted to, you know, when you want to throw your own party and see how it goes. It's like, it wasn't like uh, we became this amazing collective or these promoters. No, it was more, let's do a party and see how it goes. We always took it that way. You know, at, at some point we thought that it was a little <coughs> bit humble <laughs> for us not saying, okay, this is going to be huge. But instead it's like, let's see how it goes. This is a pilot. We had all the communication digitally. There was some uh, vocal, but it was more through Facebook and social media. Like I, I wish I could say that we were giving away flyers, but that would make you know the party like way bigger and less, you know. So no, we did it through Facebook. I think we filtered the the people immediately who wanted, who was interested, who was interested, who was, who did want to go. We sell, we sold the tickets at the entrance. The party started at 10 p.m. and we had a line at 8 p.m. already. We sold out the tickets like in just one hour. In just one hour, the place was full and we get more people in and we, we had to go to the entrance and say, we are very sorry, we will see you next time, but this is not the time for you and we are very sorry. We are now, so we were still, I don't know, printing some, some forms to fill for the jackets and stuff. And we got to the club and it was 9 p.m. and we had like 100 people outside. The cops were, out, were outside uh, the club saying what is going on here because it's not like in New York you have those lines where you want to get in. It's like it's very weird here. People just get in. So the cops weren't asking what is going on here. No, we're throwing this party, but they were cool about it the first time and it kept repeating. <laughs> but all those parties, the first two parties, we sold uh, the tickets uh, just at the box office. At the box office, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, and then we started selling them digitally uh, with our third party, which was with with Juana, uh, the Pride. And again, they sold out like in what two weeks? I remember that Juana arrived to Bogota, and we told her like, "Girl, it's already, <laughs> it's, sold, it's already out. sold out." And she was like, "What?" <laughs> And yeah, and then the the other party was with Shake. Um, we sold it. We we set only two uh, two hundred and fifty digitally and uh, fifty uh, at the box office. Um, again, there were one hundred people outside the club wanting to buy one of those fifty, and we have to tell them like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> but I mean, the three hundred are parties. They are they are very small parties and we like to keep it that way like people have suggested us to make them bigger 500 or something and it's like no you know it, it, I, I, we are not sure if it will lose the essence of the party the magic but we don't want to take the risk seems like it's getting some really cool traction yes uh, no we have even uh, people from abroad we have people from Taiwan writing us like I, I'm going to be in Colombia for that party can you please I cannot buy with my credit card for some reason <laughs> and can make space for me and we have people from London from LA so yeah it's like we don't know how the, those these people at this get. point <laughs> we, we, we really don't know what the fuck are we doing but it's worth it. just keep doing it whatever you're doing so far so good 
any of you DJs? So uh, Alejandro and I, we are both DJs. Uh, we have our, our separate projects. Separate projects. Since the beginning of the collective, we decided to make like a project uh, that was meant to, to be for Bulto. Is the two of us, so it's called Double Penetration. <laughs> and that's intended to be only at Puto, right? Um, we have to send it. Initially, yes, yeah. but we started to get like ad additional bookings outside of the party. But yes, I mean, uh, we decided to do it because we wanted to push like this fast and fast and yeah, pounding techno sound yeah. that. We set this project for Bulto, and I think has gotten people attention that they are they are inviting us to play as well. And we always go with you know our kind of a fetish gear there, <laughs> which is also part of the of the of the part of the party. You know, like we have the if you know, but well, if if Martin or, or when I told you, but we have this um, encouragement of people to go in a fetish gear. We we preach this type of um, liberation, hedonism, uh, hedonism, you know, type of concept inside the party. At some point, it's like something we kind of fight with ourselves with that concept because for me or for us as well, liberating yourself is not taking your share off because if you're not doing it at the party, then you're not being liberated. That that will be a little bit superficial, you know, like a little bit. Come and try, come and see what happens. If you want to take your t-shirt, that's great. If you come in your fetish gear, and you could even get a discount <laughs> of the of the uh, of the treatment here. People come here in harnesses, girl comes like basically with their boobs out. Uh, so that they that, get a, a discount. They get a discount, not as, as a marketing tool, <laughs> you know, for us to sell the party or for people to have something to see inside the party, but most to feel the experience and we know and we notice and we realize that uh, if we compare the first party and the fifth, the fifth one that was a week ago, see that almost. I mean, in in, in the first one, it was just the fifty percent of the people that was using a harness, or but uh, in this one, in in the last one, I think it's it's almost eighty percent or ninety percent. I mean, you yeah. see like like the evolution and the people is is getting it. We are not inventing the wheel here. I mean, th this is new, but here is, I mean, it's controversial to do this. Like I was saying earlier that that mix of techno and, and sex or sex club or fetish party that didn't exist before. So yes, when, when we did it for the first time, it was a statement. You see inside the party some silly stuff like somebody uh, lose his wallet and he, they go to the bar and the wallet is right there with their money and they are thinking online, thank you for the guy who left the wallet. Like, this is not only about, you know, having this, yes, ha having your party, but also make it your your own experience. We're going to keep this. Um, we have this, again, no photo, no filming policy inside. And if somebody is lifting their phones up just to, I don't know, record the sound of what is going on inside, we will get people immediately, he's recording, he's recording. So... It's not about, you know, being also a kid, oh, he's recording, but also wanting to save the the magic of it uh, and follow all this. So that, I think that what makes it so, so special. Throwing our parties in a club that has no limit. No curfew time. Yeah, and they don't have an hour limit. We had Juana, for example. Uh, by the way, all the artists are asked to play at least four hours. That's like 
I mean, we, this is something that even we have DJ friends and all that, and they go, I don't know, they have this transatlantic trip and they play only two hours and they're like, oh my God, I'm traveling 12 hours and I'm just feel the rush. And the ones that come for the first time, it's like, oh my God, I want to give them everything I have to, you know, like an official staff. Literally, the three of us, we hired the host, we hired uh, the person for the, the culture. Yeah, but that's it. It's like the three of us. Do you do the door? Uh, Luis do the, does the door. What is the door experience like? It's pretty weird, you know, because all of these people came with so many, I don't know how to say, expectation about the party because usually when they come for the first time, they don't know what is going to happen inside. So they are pretty anxious about it and always ask me some questions. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm super happy to people be that anxious and that with that energy to the party because you can notice inside the party that all the people is like, oh my God, I didn't know this is going to happen. I'm so happy. They dance and dance and dance and dance. And it's so cool. I also wear a fetish gear, but I love it. It's a great experience. I'm, I'm yeah. And you get to kind of have a moment with everyone before they walk. Nah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so the people at the entrance, they, the ones that go for the first time and they paid the the fetish uh, gear entrance or the fetish outfit, it's gonna, they always ask, like, is, is there people, are there people inside who is in fetish gear? And they, they, they open their shirt and they have a harness or something. Deep embarrassment in their face, like... Like Superman, like Superman.
Would you say that most of the crowd identifies as queer? Yes. Something has changed here in Bogota. So something has changed here. Like we have this drag collective uh, exploding. Like we have a lot of drags going to our parties. And that term queer, yes. Like even for us, the word queer is, is a regular here. It's not that we have a translation for it. We say we're queer, we're here, you know, but we also have this new word um, attached to, to the LGBTI plus community because, yeah, some, some people find, you know, the non-binary. I think that the people that go to our party are definitely queer. Even the straight people are queer because they, we have straight people kissing others, guys, but, you know, it's not in like... In a oh, friendly not, way. In a friendly way. It's like, and it's not like... Really, oh no, we're we're friends. I'm straight, but I want to kiss you. No, it's like. It's and some people will think that uh, because it's a sex party and you have like a dark room and everything, the energy can be dense. But it's the complete opposite. It's like we said, it's love in the air. Everyone is holding each other. Everyone is dancing like together. We share everything. We we yes. we give popsicles. We give gummy bears. We yeah. give a lot <laughs> yeah. of candy to the people because people need to eat candy when they're party. We treat everyone with, with love and that you can feel it. Yeah, I think that that was one of the things that we thought two years ago. It's like how we were going to treat all these, we want to say these new friends, this family. It really comes from the heart. Yes, and, and one of the rules we have, for example, is that if, if you see someone that needs a drink of water, just just give it to them. It's, it's, it's a friend you, you, you haven't known yet. So yeah. just yeah. friendly with every, everybody. Even that, that, that speech that we have, even the words that we use, is like we want to have people feeling safe inside. It's like we don't say, like, if somebody feels bad, give them a, a glass of water. Like I say, it's like it's a friend that you don't know yet. It's, you know, it's, we, we want to get people closer to each other. Like your language for safety, basically. Like, do you, do you, you include that with party description, the party promo? It's, it's everywhere in the description. We write a very long description. <laughs> People doesn't read. We say it's in the description. Just go back and read it. In the event, we we have a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of times with our with our rules. The no the no photo policy. The if you feel bad, seek help. Just just ask for help. What happens in Bulto is, is stays at Bulto. So yeah, we hang all the all, all the signs and all these rules. They're visible in all the place. Yeah, and it's, and it's a long process because we throw the party basically a month before the party. We announce it one month before. Um, we start like uh, if you go to our Instagram, bulto.co, <laughs> see that is like we're saying a different information for certain stuff. For example, we we launch the flyer, then we launch the DJ. So we mention every DJ in a different post. And not until the same day or the day before of the party that we put the recommendations because those are uh, arrive early. Uh, if you see something again, the signs, the party is going to be until, you know, like we try to explain people right there, right before the party. So they have it fresh in their, in their heads. And again, once they, they go inside the party, they see again, those signs with all those uh, suggestions or messages asking if, you know, for self-care, I think. About the re representation that when people see themselves in the lineup, you you start to see more people like that coming to your party. So like we were telling at the beginning, uh, the people thought that 
because of the name and, and the images we used, it was all male focused. So the second party we did, it was an all female queer lineup. And I, and I think it was the, the first female queer lineup in the country. We, we had this amazing DJ from Medellin who is part of this not collective, not feminist no. collective. Yeah. She's called Maria and she plays like this EDM techno. She's really good. And we, we also had again our, our DJ that is Femboy. We, we had another DJ that is called Juana Valeria and the, the DJ making the, the visuals was, was also our women. So, uh, when we did that party is when we started to see more women coming to our party because yeah. they, they, they felt yeah. represented. And that was like a huge win for us. And we are, are, are already planning the, the second party that the name is Female Future. Yeah, yeah that's becoming like one of our parties yeah, now. Yeah, that's, like. we, we, I mean, we did uh, uh, five parties this year. And I think the more important are Pride, obviously, Halloween and we are planning to do more female futures in the yeah. future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we're also planning to go to Medellin, make uh, an experiment yeah, there yeah. as well and see what happened because uh, all of the Medellin people has been asked to us like, hey, where you guys are coming? We're waiting for you. So, yes, apart from Bogota, the, the other city that we get more messages is Medellin. Like people yeah. really... But it will be like an inter interesting exercise because it's a more conservative city than Bogota. So, yeah. so it can be like really risky. So we got to try. That's going to be another pilot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing to hear you talk about like just asking the audience questions because it just, it just shows how much people want to participate. I think that's like <clears throat> the core of all this because, I mean, just throwing a, a party, three guys, just for the sake of throwing a party. It's like, no, I, I think we always yeah. wanted to include that. That's going to sound like a like this broken record, but this this is like our thoughts here. We, yeah, and at, at the end of every party, uh, I'm usually the one who writes that long ass <laughs> description, but we always say this wouldn't be possible without that people because it's, I mean, we we will be throwing party just just for us. That doesn't make any sense. Is we are doing all 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 of this for them.